Midsummer. Oh God. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about Midsummer? What about it? <laughs> that it was one of the greatest movies ever made, and I would like to stand. <laughs> I would like to make the point that I think uh, Ari Oster is the only man that should ever write roles for women ever, especially women going through grief. I think he is the only man that is allowed to do that. Oh God. Why? Because he did it tastefully and tactfully. No, it's got nothing to do with that. That's. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with that. It's that he was tactful about the way that he addressed their pain and their grief and he didn't try to make them see. And he acknowledged the fact that men always like to, like, protect, like try to make women feel like their emotions are, are a decision and that we are an emotional inconvenience to the men around us. And I think that he portrays that really really well and how does he do that like with Danny in Midsommar that's the girl, um, right? yes that's the, the lead played by Florence Pugh who is the greatest actor of all time um you kind of look but, like you're prettier oh thank you sorry but um so like Danny's boyfriend he's a piece of shit and like she's calling him on the phone and trying to talk to him about her bipolar sister who literally ends up killing their family um and he's like, That's in her, the beginning. yeah, her boyfriend saying to her, he's like, you know, you always do this. You give her the attention that she wants, and she's gonna keep doing this. As if like trying to be there for your family is like, you know, a decision that you make. Like anybody that has family that's gone through something like that, you know that it's not a decision you make whether or not you're being there for your family. Like, it's, it feels like bigger than that and greater than that. And like somebody that loves you and is around you should be able to understand that and shouldn't make you feel stupid for caring about them. And then Danny constantly having to be like, thank you, you know, I don't know what I'd do without you. And then his response to that is, yeah, well, like. Well, I mean, does he write good care, the good uh, fucking women or is he just write good douchebags? He writes good like- both because he acknowledges the fact that like, like her boyfriend at one point too is talking to his friends and is like, you know, wants to break up with her. And he's like, what if I end up regretting it? And blah blah blah. As if like, he, you know, she's just like such an object to him, and like he's just so, ah. Uh, but she and she constantly has to make excuses for him, like even to herself, like, you know, oh I must be overwhelming him. Oh I must be like, you know, what if I'm scaring him away? Like acknowledging like the guys are just very inherently weak okay when it comes to what? emotions what okay i don't know about that girls need their whole little group together to cry that's right. not true okay. it's that we're comfortable with feeling with holding others and feeling held that's true i mean that's very true and i would say that i would say that he did a really good job at, at 
not exactly, what did you say, like, he conveyed good women emotion? He conveyed the emotions of women in a very tactful way that didn't make it seem like we were being bigger than we actually are. Like, that women are just very, like, inherently, like, we have to find ways to be direct with our emotions, and people try to make us feel like shit for that and make us feel like, oh, we're making a decision to make, to have, like, big feelings, when in reality, we're being direct about the way that we feel. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes me think of, uh, what's it called? Well, pretty much what I was trying to say was he does a really good job at giving his actors, his actresses, women a space to feel. And he doesn't, it seems like he kind of stays, since he knows he he doesn't completely understand that side of, like, things, I think it's kind of neat that he seemed to accept that and give them their space within his film to feel and to like feel with one another instead of being like you know having all this dialogue of all this of her inner turmoil and shit I think it was just really interesting because you know a lot of times I think directors and writers think they understand the world so well and I I think it's nice if once in a while they take a step back and allow themselves to you know their actors to tell them something yeah and it just it seemed nice it seemed like the women all knew what they were doing i really liked that they had shrooms in it i thought that was neat i thought that was cool very uh it's a very modern horror movie i also i think it glorified cults a little bit but i don't think it glorified cults i think it shows how like when people are pushed to like extreme points that when you find like an environment in which you feel held and accepted that people can take advantage of that and that's kind of the thing that like cults rely on is like somebody feeling isolated and the need for community also though it seemed like they were freaking happy it seemed like they were very they were also doing terrible things like you can be happy and be living blindly to like blinded to the fact that you're also a part of something that's like you know doing not good things okay well next topic okay let me pick okay all righty Ooh, it's mine patriarchy in the world oh lord all right there's a lot um i don't even know the patriarchy i will say one thing i learned mm-hmm. um in my uh world religions class it's one of the the things that just stuck stuck with me um but it was it's interesting to learn that humans the very first type of uh leadership was a matriarchy where the mom was the head the woman was the head because she was the child uh, bearer and at this point in time there were um that was the most important thing was literally that was the evolutionary task of the time was just to make sure that y'all have make more of yourselves you know mm-hmm. and and that was like the main thing and so they the people in the in the tribes would protect the mother the mother made all the decisions it was her will it was her decision it was her she was everything and it was only when more people came in the world and you know people guys started fighting over land and uh war became a little bit more important than repopulating that's when people started trading um 
they, they start looking more up to like the best warriors in town or in the in the tribe and uh, that's when you know they started making all the decisions because uh, you know they had the most physical strength and you know I think it's kind of interesting that that kind of mindset stuck all the way till now and uh, I find it very interesting that I find it very interesting that it seems like the everything's a cycle everything kind of comes back you know to where it started it's like you know trends recycle um, and, I, and I think it's just really neat you know it's like now mom jeans are really in all this like hipster shit that makes it look like you're in the 90s vintage is in right now mm-hmm. anyway it's just really cool because I don't know it gives me a little bit of hope hopefully we're because it seems like the world is getting a little bit more in touch with their feminine nature and the universe in general is like you know feminine the divine feminine Mac Miller shouts out Mac Miller R.I.P. but like that's the idea that the universe is inherently feminine because it reproduces constantly they say the universe is ever expanding mm-hmm. and so it, that's why they think it's a feminine energy because you know it's only females that can reproduce but then there's seahorses and that fucks everything up but I don't get it anyway um, what is what's interesting is like now LGBTQ people are becoming more accepted um, men toxic masculinity is being realized as one of the biggest issues in the world you know guys feeling like they have to fight because of some fucking false sense of pride or ego or what have you it's like you know now that all those kind of institutions and and things and like uh ideas are starting to be realized as not that helpful you know it's just kind of interesting it's like now people are are learning that you know being kind is cool like xxx tentacion everyone's all into like you know anyway i just think it was really cool because think that we're heading back towards a part where, you know, a more nurturing energy is required right now, and I do think that a woman inherently is a tad bit more nurturing, you know, but obviously that's not all cases, I just think that, you know, to hold a baby is obviously something that I would never be able to do, and I can't even imagine what what is required of that, so... I just think it's kind of cool. So what do you think about the patriarchy in America, babe? Um, I don't or know. Or I, mean, I think that the patriarchy... <laughs> I don't even know. Do I don't know, do I don't know where to start. Yeah. With okay. it's, it's all just very kind of straightforward that it's... How do you think we could end it? Like, how do you think... I don't think that the patriarchy is... Like, I think that... I think that one thing that I know that upholds the patriarchy and like makes it harder for like women to be able to thrive is like the kind of like very like white feministic um culture like white feminism because what about the, white feminism oh i guess i think okay, it does I can't uphold, say, I don't it, know. well it does uphold the patriarchy in a sense because it's we what are is blind. white feminism white feminism is like Feminism that does not have any interest in being inclusive to like trans people, people of color, black women, like, and this idea that like 
What is it, like, we only racism? have to. Well, it's like we only have to fight for white women and white women's rights, and not acknowledging the intersectionality and feminism, and that does inherently hold up the patriarchy because we're allowing certain women to be left behind. Hmm. You know, like black women helped white women get the right to vote, and then white women just kind of left black women in the dust, like, and didn't do anything for them. Like black women were the last American citizens that got the right to vote. I hear that. Um, and you know. I think that we choose to be blind to the fact that that's, like, incredibly ever-present in feminism, especially with this whole Me Too era. Like, the Me Too movement should have been something really great, but then we ignored, you know, the fact that a black woman started the Me Too movement and really? no one cared. Yeah, and no one cared and no one paid attention to it. And that's then, important as hell. I didn't yeah, and then, and then all of a sudden, like, this white celebrity tweets about it and like it became this big deal and well it sounds like that white cele- it's that white celebrity who should be like hey yo yeah, that she should have done the, she should have done the work but she didn't and but that's that's the history of white feminism in and of itself is pretending like somebody is not doing the work and claiming to be ignorant to it but in reality like it's no, trying to take credit for somebody else somebody else's work and it happens to predominantly be black women that white women are stealing work from and, you know, in this Me Too era, we choose not to acknowledge certain black women who's been trying to tell their stories. Like, I love Monique, and I think that she brings up a really important point about, like, Hollywood and the way that, like, we take advantage of, like, black women in the industry. Like, she literally, like, lost her whole fucking career because she didn't want to go promote Precious for free when Lionsgate bought the film. She made $60,000 for doing Precious. Precious, after Lionsgate bought that film, grossed, like, millions of dollars. Well, like, yeah, it but was she's a, getting a, a, a piece of that, so why wouldn't she... Doesn't she, get from, a, she doesn't get a piece of it. She's she not getting royalties? No, she doesn't get any royalties from it because Lionsgate purchased that film from Lee Daniels. Royalties were never in her contract. Oh, shit. Precious started off as an independent film that went to Sundance. So she didn't see a... Her, Gabrielle Sidibe, did not see a penny after Lionsgate no bought way. Precious. Yeah. But then Lionsgate was like, you know, you're gonna... She won, I'm pretty sure she won an Oscar for Precious. So they were like, you need to go promote this film. You need to go promote it. Like, and then you'll be... You'll continue to win, you know, Oscars for your next films and make more money for your next films. And she was like, listen, like, I can't sing and dance for free. Like, if somebody wants me to go over there and promote this film, you need to pay me money. Um, especially for a film that people shit on before it got to Sundance because they're like she was talking about it in an interview with Sway in the Morning and like people were saying to like Lee Daniels and to Monique and to Gabrielle Sidibe who wants to see a movie about two fat black women like people really shit on that movie before it came out and disrespected her and disrespected Gabrielle Sidibe and then Lionsgate has the audacity to ask them to go promote that movie for free and then blackball her when she chooses to say no, which she had a right to. They couldn't get her into trouble because contractually she did not break any of her obligations. She met every single obligation that she contractually agreed to. And then people have the audacity, like big actors, like who are making, you know, I, I remember her saying in an interview that like Will Smith said something about like, you know, when you sign up for a movie, like you're agreeing to promote that movie. 
well, Will Smith is a multi-million dollar man. So yes, when he's making multi-millions of dollars for films that are grossing out much money, yes, it is in his contract to go promote that movie for free. She made $60,000 for Precious because it was an independent film. If they wanted to cut her royalties for Lionsgate, then absolutely she would have gone and promoted that film. But they didn't pay her anything. They just wanted to use her, and they do this all the time with black women in the industry, is they make them feel like, oh, you should be lucky you or you're even here. So we're just going to take advantage of the fact that you love the craft and you love this art and you're going to do whatever you need to do. And we know that, that we can take advantage of your love for this craft. And that's not right. And sure, they do. They kind of do that to like, you know, white women too. And they kind of do that to like any young artists too. But it is not to the extent that it happens to black women in that industry. And in, in, in many industries, but, you know, just speaking personally on, like, acting right now. Yeah, art in general and is very oppressive. Absolutely, and it takes advantage of people's love for it and makes them feel like they shouldn't be compensated fairly and properly. And, like, you know, honestly, also, like, fuck, fuck Whoopi Goldberg for trying to, like, shit on Monique for not wanting to go promote that movie for free. Like, again, you should, like... Whoopi Goldberg. She bit the bullet. She really did. She bit the bullet for like a whole lot. For a bunch of other women coming. And then, you know, to add insult to injury, they offered her, what was it, like $500,000 or something like that for a two-year contract to do a comedy special on Netflix when they offered Amy Schumer like $4 million. Like... But do you know I mean, how insulting that is? Like, I Monique is an Oscar-winning actress. She is a tenured and seasoned comedian in the industry. She, when, like, what was it, like, five or six years ago when Monique was making, like, large films, like, Amy Schumer was still doing extra, like, background work. Well, yeah, That's but, not insult to, like, what Amy Schumer's doing, but, like, let's recognize, like, the tenure of what Monique has created in her career and... But I mean, that, that, babe, that's the same as, like, anything. It's like the new hot thing is going to be making more money at the time because that's what people want to see. Monique is seasoned. Yeah, she's a bit... But there needs to be respect to that in the industry. And also, like, Monique, um, Almost Christmas came out the same year as the big movie that was the reason why Amy Schumer got her Netflix deal, which was Snatched, I think, was the name of the movie. The one that she made with, like, something like that. It's called Snatched or something like that. Snatch, almost Christmas, had a $22 million profit for that movie that year, which Monique was a lead in that movie. She was a principal role in that movie. Amy Schumer's movie that she was a principal role in that they were talking about was, like, the reason why she got her contract deal only made $2 million. So what are you going to compare it by money? So the, no, so the point is, if we're talking about what's the new hot thing, if it's the new hot thing, then why can't she even gross, like... I mean, it's it's hard to compare a Christmas movie where it's like, everyone's like, oh, I want to feel fucking good, go to see Christmas and some But the point weird, is, so what is like, it about Amy Schumer that's... Snatch, I don't know. What's the point about Amy Schumer that makes her the new hot thing? Like, first of all, I don't even think Amy Schumer's funny. Like, I don't I think really she's know. Shitty. She, I thought it was the, the big girl from, from Pitch Perfect. No, uh, that's Rebel Wilson. I don't know. I literally thought that that's Amy Schumer. Exactly. You don't even know who she is, but, like, Monique is somebody that's been legendary in this industry, and that deal is insultingly low. Because that deal doesn't even... Because the deal also includes that she can't... um, She can't do stand-up or tour for the two years that she's doing that TV show. She would have made $2 million on the road anyway touring. So you're asking her to walk away from a fourth of her income. Or from three-fourths of her income. Also, I need to pause this because I feel car sick. 